Hello, and welcome to Virgin Cocktail Hour. A time of tales, opinions, and unwanted advice. We're your hosts for this evening. Now Now let's let's get get to drinking. Thanks for tuning in. We are so excited to be here again. We are just going to drink some mocktails and talk about some Ooh. stuff or whatever. But first, before we get into it, we would like to thank Score One Studios for sponsoring this podcast. If you ever need to record anything, they're a really great place to go to and everything. Sorry, I had to swallow. <laughs> um, they are located out of Utah and everything. Um, Andrew Cosman is the... Uh, Owner. Owner of the company and everything. And they are a smaller recording studio or whatever, but they do a great job taking care of you and everything. Professional work, just wonderful, top-notch people. So yep. they are the ones who helped us get our system set up and everything so that we could do our own podcast on our own or whatever because we're down here in Arizona <laughs> um, and everything. But totally great and everything. Totally recommend Score One Studios and everything. Um, and so, yeah, we will leave all their links and everything in the description down below. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so I guess the first thing to do is we're going to start rating our drinks when we try them. So yeah, because last time it was a little bit of a weird, awkward. <laughs> yeah. We're like... still figuring this whole thing out. Please, <laughs> please bear with me? us as we figure out the kinks. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're going to do a rating out of five um, lemons. No, I don't know. <laughs> Coconuts. Whatever Whatever is the... Wine like, glasses. Wine. Oh, yeah. Wine glasses. Um, well, Arbitrarily. I mean, this, this week is wine glasses. Maybe we'll just do it. It'll be based off of, like, whatever is, like, the prime thing. So, like, this week is kind of like a... Like it's got lime in it, so maybe it's out like limes. Sure. Maybe we just go off the garnish. Yeah. So this week's um, mocktail is a strawberry lemon lime uh, mocktail or whatever. So I just made like a strawberry syrup. I just took strawberries. I actually were frozen in my freezer. I was kind of grasping at straws. Um it was just, I didn't know what to get. Right now, we're in the There's middle a of a pandemic. pandemic going on, folks. We are improvising. <laughs> and they didn't have grenadine. And so I was like, what am I going to do? So I made my own strawberry syrup, and I took my frozen strawberries. I put all of them in a pot, and I just kind of melted them down or whatever. And then I there's, put... There's probably a cooking term for that, but I reduced? Reduced, thank you. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so they warmed up or whatever. I put a bunch of sugar in it, and then I also put a bunch of lemon juice in it. And... Cooked that until it was kind of like a, you could kind of feel that it was going to thicken up, if that makes sense. If you've done anything with sugar, you know what I'm talking about. I don't. (laughs) But you can kind of feel it when you stir it. It's kind of like as as your soup starts to thicken, you can feel that it's not just like... Uh, right. It's not just a liquid anymore. It's like, oh, something's it's starting to get to it. some viscosity. Right, exactly. So I did that and then I... Um, Put it in like a mason jar and put my uh, blender cap thing, the thing that usually goes on the bottom of our blender. I put it on the top of the mason jar lid. and I So handy. I know. I'm like, I love this. And I blended it up and everything so that it would be completely smooth. I did not strain any seeds out of it because I think that that adds personality. And I also didn't have a strainer. so. (laughs) Um, And so that's how I made that. And then I... To make the actual, to actually like dress it in like the. Make it a mocktail, yeah, not just make, a syrup. Right, exactly. I put the syrup in the bottom of the um, 
glass glass and then i squoze lemon juice on top of it and i mixed those two together lime juice like what did i say you said lemon lemon sorry lime juice lime lemons juice. in the syrup yeah lemons in the syrup lime is in the drink yeah so i squoze the lime or whatever and then i tried to get like as much pulp as i possibly could um into the drink because i thought i just i like the texture of pulp i didn't used to as a kid but now oh, as an yeah. adult, I like it. <laughs> um, what kid I, likes the texture of pulp? I, I don't know. I've met some. I've met Weirdos. Some. So yeah, Just anyways. <laughs> anyways, so then, um, so I did a half a lime in each, in, in each glass. Half a lime of juice. Half a lime of juice, yeah. And I like really squoze it out. Like it was, it was an intense squeezing. Um, and so then after that, I mixed the strawberry and the lime juice together. And then I put Sprite in it. And, oh, and before all of that, I put sugar around the edge of the glass and everything just dipped. Just white sugar. Yeah, just white sugar. So I dipped it the edge in water and then I dipped it in like a plate of white sugar. And then I just put a lime on the edge. And if you feel like it needs more lime, then squeeze it into the thing or whatever. But I think I'm going to try it without that. Probably for the best. Okay. So without let's further see. to do. Ching. Wasn't really a great cha-ching, but it was. Mm, that's really good. That is really good. <laughs> Success. Success. I really like the lime. The strawberry. Here, let me, I gotta taste it again. Right? If I'm gonna rate this, I need a good thorough tasting. I need to taste yours. Because yours actually has the proper amount of strawberry. I didn't put enough strawberry in mine. I don't know that I put enough strawberry in it. Really? I think mine's perfect. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you, are you tasting it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I guess I am tasting. tasting it. It's not, it's... It's not the strawberry you're used to. Yeah, it's not like a like a punch of strawberry. Yeah. Which actually, no. I kind of like that because a strawberry syrup doesn't taste exactly like a fresh strawberry. Because no. it's not. And so, I really like that. Okay. Um. Now for some arbitrary rating. <laughs> who knows? Okay. I don't even know. Um. Oh, I'm now I'm tasting the strawberry. Yeah, it's it like kind of comes. Oh yeah, aftertaste. that's a that's a strong strawberry aftertaste. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a little comes out of nowhere. I'm strawberry shortcake. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna say I might change my rating later. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> as we drink, <clears throat> as we drink, I think I'm gonna give it a five out of five actually, because compared to last week, right? Like if I were to rate the pina colada, because there were some issues with pina, it was good. It was good. We did have a couple of issues with how it was put together and how it remained yeah, together. It wasn't great. So I would have like given that like a three out of five. Right? I'd have probably done like a four out of five because I really liked the flavor, but it needed. It needed one of the coconut big... cream, not yeah, half and it, half. It needed, which I did not. It the needed recipe. a couple of things to really bring it all the way there, but this is fantastic. Like, yeah, I agree. Five out of five. Yeah, so I really like it. And the sugar on the edge kind of gives it that extra bit of sweetness. Right, and I think that's really important because otherwise it would be really tart. But yeah. Because like, you've got that sugar just right there on your tongue. Right, it's like, It makes oh, a hello. huge difference. I am pleasant. I'm not super tangy. So yeah, so definitely, you definitely do have to put the sugar on the edge. It, I didn't think It's that like it, a homemade strawberry limeade. Yeah. It tastes exactly like a limeade. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, so that's our mocktail, and we give it five out of five. High five. Woot. Oh, Anyways, that was actually a good high five sound. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. We're so excited. It's the little things in life. Um. Anyways, so, yeah. So then 
where did we leave off last week? Let's move on. Uh, let's see. I had just gotten home from my mission. We had gone to church, and you regretted not driving with me or not making me drive with you. Yes. Because we ended up leaving at the same time. Yeah. I should have. I really should have. I'd be like, no, don't worry. Like, I'll just leave with you. Like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay this one week. <laughs> um, that just and the car you. you were driving. I think you were driving the Ford Fiesta. Probably. That's <laughs> the one I usually drive That thing... My- both of the cars that your parents had at the time were limping. They had so many issues. Yeah, they did. Your parents have like, like they've hit like a good streak with cars and everything. Finally. But I think it took a while to get there. Some yes. of those cars were just like, mm, no, it's not working. It's not working at all. So yeah. Anyways, um, I would say. Yeah, so we left. So we left church, and I was just, like, this the happiest person on the way home. And I was sad that I didn't ride home with you, but, uh, yeah, it was good and everything. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that uh, day other than... I don't... Yeah, I, nothing... I'm trying to think if anything else really... Was it that week or next week that we were asked to help with the... Um, Voices of Mesa or whatever it was. It was the next week. Okay. Um, I don't think it was that same week. I think think it was the week after because it was a week we actually stayed for all of church. That's right. Okay, so we know that it was the next week, and that week. Okay, did we go to family home evening? I can't remember. All I know is that, like, from that Sunday to two weeks later on the Sunday that from Sunday to two weeks later on a Sunday, we spent 10 out of the 14 days together. Mm-hmm. I don't think we did anything that first Monday. Cause unless that was my family's like welcome home party. I think it was one day, one of those days that week. And then the other thing is like, then you came over and did gingerbread house with us, with us twice. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't, the first one wasn't Monday, was it? The couple's night? No, I all know I know is that, I, well, no, it had to have been the weekend because we did it like on a Thursday and then a Friday. Okay. Because I so invited you over. Thursday must have been the couple's night and then Friday was the regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. That would make more sense, Friday and a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just kind of like one of those Because I was just chilling at home. And you called up and were like, hey, you want to come do gingerbread houses tonight as well? I was like, sure. Sure, why not? Sounds like fun. Um, When I get there and find out it's couples night. Well, it was kind of intended to be like a, you come. And well, I mean, you the way my parents do gingerbread houses is we pre-make all the gingerbread houses and we assemble them all with hard tap candy and everything and usually like a big house and everything right mm-hmm. like the the bigger houses because they have like two templates and one's like a small one one's a big one the big ones take a really long time right. to do on your own mm-hmm. so usually what happens is you team up so it was like it was a couple's night but right my but the parents... next night you, you had kids there yes this first night 
it was just married couples and us. Yeah, but my parents had decided to limit the amount of kids that could come. And so they were mostly doing couples anyways. Gotcha. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't the only couples night that happened, which I think is the impression that you've been under the f- last four years. I didn't necessarily think it was the only couples night, but I it did very uncommon. much kind of get the vibe that like we I was were... here to complete your couple. <laughs> like that was true. <laughs> But it wasn't like it wasn't like we were trying to like force you into being that. We were like, well, this is like convenient because he's just home and Cher's really Cher really likes him and you know good opportunities make make the best of every opportunity kind of a thing. But um, at the same time, it was like, who could we invite that would help us get this done? And you had just gotten home and you know. You were doing like anything. a good idea. No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> just catching up with family. You didn't have anything better to do. Well, actually, that's not true. Catching up with your family is important. But other than talking with your family, you didn't have anything better to do. Um. So, yeah. So, you came over and you did gingerbread houses. And then what else did we do? We did so many things. That's what I'm trying to remember. Because we did a date to the Mesa Temple Lights, but I couldn't remember if that was that week. I think it was... Because I thought it was the same week as the Voices of Mesa thing. It was. It was the same week as the Voices of Mesa, and you didn't ask me out until... I want to say... Yeah, I think it was the same The same week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that part. Because I remember being like, whenever you want to ask me on a date. <laughs> and then you were just like kind of waiting to figure out if you would have the car mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything and so then you asked me out so we spent like the first that those first two weeks was just a lot of spending time together and mm-hmm. getting to know each other and but I, no real for most of that there was no real discussion or talk of what our relationship actually was or no what the expectation was on either side. At the end of the second week or at the end of the third week is when we first had the discussion. Yeah. I remember we did have a discussion and we were like, where are we going? What do we want to do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you were the one who started the conversation, which I was so thankful for because I was like, I have done everything. Like as far as like starting things, I had done most of it. And I was like, I just, I just don't want to be the one to start this conversation. Because I've kind of... Little did she know. Um, anyway, so he said... Basically, I was... Again, like, I'm just home from my mission. I had never dated before my mission. And so there was this this worry for me that I was basically just like, oh, this this is the first girl that's given me any attention. Like, the first girl I've ever dated at all. And so I was worried about getting serious right away and not not really, I guess, having anything to compare it to and worrying that I would make the wrong, wrong choice or something because of that. And so... You were just kind of blinded by, like, I've never been in a relationship. And then there's also, like, the Twitter patient and, like, the physical aspect of it. It's like, am I doing this because, like, right. I'm Twitter-pated and, you know, I like... <laughs> I'm also physically attracted to her and yada, 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 kind of a thing that it's like, is this why I'm doing this? Right. And so... Which is a valid... I feel like that's a valid question. And sometimes... I think something that I've learned over the last four years is that sometimes you don't know your feelings as well as you think you do. Yeah. And so and it's always good to kind of ask yourself those questions. Right. Well, and I, even to this day, am not stellar at recognizing what emotions I'm feeling. 
Right. And so in totally unfamiliar territory, I was hesitant to jump in head first. And so basically what I said is I think we should like take some time and try and date other people for a couple weeks and then see how we feel on the other side of that. Right. And I was like, oh, I agree with that. And I won't name names because I don't want to intrude on anybody's privacy, rather, um, as far as this goes. But I actually, there was another young man that I really liked who is a gentleman. Like, he's he still is. He's yeah, just great a guy. Sweet, sweet person. Yeah, Nathaniel's met him. <laughs> um, and I was really questioning. The, the only thing, like, was that this person was actually... I think he's only like a year older than me. He was like a year older, only a year older than me. He still hadn't gone on a mission or he was like the same. He's about to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was getting ready to go on a mission. And so it was like, do I wait for him? He's like, what's the right decision? And not like. And the, he lived in another state. Yeah. He lived in Utah. And the other thing like with that was I am very close to my family and mm-hmm. I know that. I could not really bear to live a state away from them. That's just not really something that I want to do. And I know that this person that I really liked, he's also really close to his family. And like, so like he's one of four kids and he has three sisters and he's very close to them all. And so it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, I don't know what to do. And so I wanted, I was grateful for that opportunity that Nathaniel was giving us both to find what was best. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't about, like, especially for me, it wasn't that I didn't like you or that I wanted to... It was just taking some time. Yeah, I just felt like immediately jumping into a relationship at that point would have been... Well, and it's one of those things where... To me, would have been ill-advised. Right. I think it's one of those things... I don't know that's the reality, but that was my thought process. I think the biggest thing is that you know, like, if you... You know those times where you wait to make a decision or you start down a road and you're like, I don't know that this is the right decision. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, you wait or whatever it is. Right. Or you try a different direction. Right. Before you do what you're wanting to do. And when that doesn't work out, you're like, okay, I'm more confident in my decision. Right. I think that's a, that's what was happening. Sometimes initially taking the wrong road is the fastest way to knowing the right road. Right, exactly. And I think that that was also important for me because I didn't know right. exactly. Like, I really, really liked you. Right. But I didn't know what I wanted until mm-hmm. you told me, let's wait. And so I agreed to that and I was like, yeah, that, I think that's a wise decision. And then almost immediately after having that discussion, I was so mad at myself. (laughs) I was like, why did I tell him that? I was immediate regret. But I think that that's how you know when something is the right choice is when you've made you've gone the other direction and you're like, mm, I don't like this anymore. Right. And, and so basically we said that we were going to date other people and then we didn't date anybody for three weeks. Was it three? I keep thinking it's only two. No, it was, it was two weeks. It had to have been two weeks. 
Three weeks just seems too long. No, it was three weeks for something else. Um, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting all my weeks mixed up. So yeah, so we waited two weeks, and then you were going on a snow trip. So I told you we had been texting. We texted a lot, and I documented probably I documented that whole thing because Macs are really great. And if you have iMessages on your Mac, what you can do is you can highlight all of the bubbles and just keep going up and up and up and up and up, however long it takes you back. And you can then copy and paste that into a pages document and it will name who has said what. And Oh, that is really nice. I didn't realize. Yeah. So I have that documented on my computer. (laughs) And everything. And so, so I have like an entire dialogue, like dialogue and everything of how everything went out and everything and what was said and our conversations. And it's super cheesy and everything, but posterity, you know, like they'll go look back and they'll be like, mm, there's, they were so cute. <laughs> or you, <"Ew>, gross. <laughs> um, People were like that. Yeah. Ew. Um, whatever the case may be. Anyway, so I said, if you need help warming up, after your snow trip, you're welcome to come over and <laughs> implying that we could cuddle. <laughs> and I have never cuddled with anybody, mind you. <laughs> like, the, like I have up never. Up to that point. Up to that point. We like, fixed that. Yes, we did fix that. <laughs> um, so you were like, I can't remember if, I, I think I, I, so I stated it previously and then you got home and I said, hey, how did your snow thing go or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... You said it was great. And I said, would you like to come over for a movie? Because we were watching The Tourist with Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. And you're like, I've never seen that before. And I was like, it's really good. And so you came over and you watched it with us. And during that movie, um, I shared my really big cheetah blanket with you. And then I put my head on your shoulder. And I was honestly like so nervous. But I was like, but I really like him. (laughs) And mind you, at this point, we still haven't had a conversation about the fact that we're... We were still basically saying we're dating other people. Right, exactly. Like, But not dating other people. Right, exactly. So then after the movie, I walked you out to your car, Mm because I'm that kind of person, and I was giving you a hug, and you said... It was probably something like, I've been thinking. And I said, I kind of played dumb, and I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. From there, I said something along the lines of, I don't think I want to date anyone else. Yeah, that's kind of what I remember. Like, I've been thinking that I don't think I want to date anybody else. And I said, so what does that mean? Because I was just kind of like, I just wanted him to say it. I was like, stop beating around the bush. (laughs) Just tell me what you're saying. Ah! (laughs) So I was just like trying to get you to say, I just wanted you to say it. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. And just be like, yes, we're officially dating. I'm officially your girlfriend. Mind you, even though I never had any intentions of dating somebody while I was in high school or like as a teenager, I always craved that because everybody around me was always dating. Right. And that that kind of pissed me off. (laughs) I'll be honest. Because it was like, if you weren't singling out you didn't have people you didn't have a group you didn't have somebody to like go to people weren't just friends and um like right now my youngest sister she has a group of friends that I feel like they're really good they're just like a group of friends and they all 
like go on dates with each other. And so it's like, I didn't really have, I had some kind of a group that was like that, but it's like everybody had a girlfriend or boyfriend and I was. Yeah. Our, our generation and maybe even in more particular generation in quotes. Our, our um, section of the generation. Yeah. Technically we're in two different generations, but the group of youth that we spent time with, um, we're very much so pairing off. Yeah. Like something about that particular batch of youth, that that set of years, I feel right. like was very, very prone to pairing off, mm. which makes things really difficult when everyone's pairing off. To, yeah, it, it does. To, it makes To have really... just a good time together. Right, because then it made me feel kind of like I had to pair off with somebody and... In order to fit in. Right. When, and it's not that I like... I was used to not fitting in, like, most of my life. It's a homeschool thing. We all deal with it. <laughs> I think that's part of it. I also think it was partially, like, my personality. I don't think that people didn't like me, but I think that they thought that I didn't know how to have a good time. Right. If that makes sense. Or, like, if we invite Cher over, like, she's going to ruin She's going to ruin our party. Right, exactly. And so, We can and of only course, invite like, Cher if the party is all church people. Right. And so it's like, I don't know that. Because I don't know the thoughts of these people, but that's what it felt like. She's not a mind reader, folks. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm... that's what she claims. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was kind of like I was used to being the oddball out as far as things go. And I think as far as you go, you were kind of used to that too. Because you were not interested in dating people. And you were just used to hanging out with people, whether they were... Single or not. I was usually busy keeping my my younger brother out of trouble because he wanted to pair off. <laughs> so that's kind of like, it was exciting to finally be there. And so I wanted him to say it. And so then he kind of looked at me again, kind of like with the raised eyebrow and like a, the coy look again. Like I think you were just enjoying the moment and no, imposing no, no, your no, thoughts no, no. upon my N- face. No, <laughs> your face, your face, it was... You were enjoying it just as much as I was, okay? You can't prove that. You were kind of, you had this, no, you were smiling like you are now. That's all you were doing. You were just smiling, but you were just like enjoying the moment. You're just like, well, I think that means you're my girlfriend. And, and if you you'll have say, me. Um, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> and I, I don't know. You're like, well, you said something like, if that's, I don't know if you if said. That's okay with you. If that's or... okay with, if that's okay with you, I think that's what you said. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's totally okay. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I I figured that out two weeks ago. <laughs> like, like, why couldn't we figure that? I figured that out when you told me you didn't want it. <laughs> um, like twenty minutes after I got home. Um, so yeah, so it was just one of those regret, things where regret, regret. It was just one of the, like it was just fun to kind of now have that. Yeah. Like, now you were official. So I gave you a hug, and then you very clearly stated to me your terms. Just that I wasn't going to kiss yet, basically. Basically until we were married, if we got married. I think, yeah, I think at that point that is what my what my stance was. Right. And that, that came down to wanting to make sure as much as possible that... Like, we weren't in it just kissing for the was, physical aspect. Right, well, and that kissing was something special. Right. Right? I didn't want to... And maybe it's ridiculous, maybe it's not, but I felt like 
kissing should be something special and it shouldn't just be something you're doing, oh, we're in a relationship, so we kiss. Right. Right? And so I wanted, at that point in time, I wanted to not kiss until, like, over the altar kind of a thing. Like, not kiss till we're married. Um, And really what the underlying foundation of that was – was I don't want to kiss unless I know this is something more than just right a relationship. Yeah. Right. And this is this is something serious. So I gave you the hug and it felt weird, honestly. Like yeah, it was kind of it's like the this new even though we'd hugged like all the time, it was this was like something different. totally different. And then now. I was just kind of like it felt like there was something missing. Like we were supposed to kiss almost. It did. It so did. And, and it... I was like, nope, just leave. Just yep. walk away. I know. That, <laughs> it was probably that was the most difficult time, I think, to not kiss. And so anyway, so I walk inside and I just kind of like close the door and I'm like, me. And I'm like get so excited. And and uh, I'm just like, I guess what? And I was just like, well, I have a boyfriend. I don't think I told anybody at home. And the girls were like, oh, my gosh, and everything. And I was just, like, so excited. And then there was just kind of, like, it was just, like, a good week. I was like, I officially have a boyfriend. Like, and that was just such a weird, like, I wasn't just somebody's friend right? anymore. Because I had, I had been that for a lot of people. Right. I had been a good friend for a lot of people. And... It was just nice to also to know that somebody else was reciprocating feelings for me. Right. Right. And it was just one of those things where it was like kind of the whole experience of mm-hmm. us dating was like really good communication and like reciprocation of feelings. Right. Where it was like we really are like we really like we were on the same page as far as how we were feeling about each other. Right. And we did a we did a good job of talking through things that could have otherwise been challenging or awkward. Right, exactly. So like Which can be Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say which can be apparently really hard to keep up because I feel like we don't do that as well now. No, we, we did don't. that really well when we were dating and now that we've been married for a few years, we're like, What's talking? Yeah, what's talking? What is communication? I feel like yeah, I feel like it's harder when you're married because you're around each other all the time and you don't have as many like specific instances where you talk. Right. And so it's and the, taking the opportunity to talk. Mm-hmm. It, it's the taking the opportunity to talk that's the important part. Right, because a lot of those conversations were, well, we're getting back to your house from whatever activity we were doing, whether that was a specific date or whether that was just mm-hmm. we'd been out doing something together and now I was dropping you off. Um there was definite deadlines. If we were going to have a conversation, it had to happen within right. this period of the car ride or when I dropped you off. Right. right. Or after, like, usually, so we started, man, again, we were also, like, we were way better at this one than we were after we got married. Um, I would call you at night and then also in the morning for couple prayer. Right. And everything, because that was something that we wanted to be a part of our relationship right and everything because we're very religious people and kind of the idea of it is is that and of course i'm saying this like other people are listening (laughs) it's probably just our family but just like the idea is that it's like if you're both working towards god you're both working towards a common goal 
which means that you are going to get closer together. Right. Well, and again, coming from um, kind of what you're talking about earlier about our standard and our views of like the levels of a relationship and what kind of commitments are okay as a dating couple or an engaged couple versus a married couple Mm -hmm. and praying together is a way to kind of ask for God's help in managing those very physical desires that come with a relationship. Okay, that's actually what I was going to, talking about physical, (laughs) the physical aspect. My parents sat us down after we were officially a couple. Like a week later? Um, No, it wasn't a week. It wasn't a full week later. No, because my parents. I just mean it was super fast. It was super fast. Um, Because here's the thing. My parents are not dumb. (laughs) My parents were. Mine aren't either for the record. (laughs) No. So, so yeah, this is not to say that. Yeah. Disclaimer. Like, I'm just saying, like, my parents were very aware of the physical attraction. And my dad um, was just very he he's one of those people who's just like let's sit down and have a conversation about it Mm -hmm. which i'm also the same kind of way right i'm like let's sit down and have a conversation about it let's talk about it so my parents sat us both down and he's like you have to have the same goal Mm -hmm. and everything because if one person he kind of talked about it as like everything is working against you right nature says that you need to be intimate and like Everything is telling you, like, your body and nature is like, everybody's like, do it. Like, just be, just do all the things. It'll be great. But except for your commitment to wait until you're married. Right. And so my parents were all like, "Um, yeah, like, it's not helpful if you're not on the same page. Right. You both need to have the same standards. You need to set up rules for Like, if one person thinks kissing is okay... And the other person thinks making out is okay. Right. It can be hard when, if you're not on the same page and you don't have that same level of, like, this is the line. Right, exactly. And then the other thing, like, my dad talked about is, like, think about it as if, as if you're in a car, right? And one person is pushing the brakes and one person is pushing the gas. Eventually, the brakes give out. Yeah. Because it's just not as powerful. And when everything else except for your commitment to not to not do it is the only if that's the only thing keeping you back and everything well because really it is yeah right because everything else says go for it do it (laughs) um it's one of those things where you really have to just be committed Mm -hmm. and everything and you have to both be committed you have to both be committed and as part of that commitment you have to set certain guidelines for yourself and which i think that we were better at but i think there were things that we definitely could have done better at because i didn't there are honestly like because i was very naive like i did not know a lot about both of yeah i, th- I both think we both were. were and so it's like i we i think we made some minor mistakes right yeah i think where i thought that making out was okay i honestly looking back on it now i'm like i wish that we would have never done that right because not it's after like we were married because it was one of those things where it's like it took you to kind of a level of like excitedness that you had to bring yourself back down from and it's really really hard hard to to back yourself back back, yeah back down from so it's one of those things that that was the most that we ever did right and everything yeah um and and there are because of because of the other rules we had in place like 
there was little to no likelihood that it would go beyond that. Right. In the situations where it happened. Right. Because we didn't allow ourselves to kiss in the car. We didn't allow ourselves to be alone together. Right. For extended periods of time outside of the car. So, like, there was... We had those other safeguards in place. Well, and when we got knowing... to a place, not sitting in the car. Right, exactly. Right. Because it's just, you don't, you don't want to tempt nature. <laughs> That's really what it comes right? when down you to. Get, when you get a man and a woman in close quarters who have feelings for each other, you are inevitably moving towards one end well, event. and especially when you have, when something like that is just so exciting and like. Right. Our ugh. bodies, everything about our bodies is designed and simulated <laughs> by that process. Right. Like, and as my grandpappy would say, he's just like, sex, sex is design, designed to further human, uh, further humankind and it works. Right. Right. It works. There's a reason it works. Like, it has never not worked. <laughs> right. Um, and so you can't you can't pretend that this... It's like a force like gravity. It, right. It is a force that will exert... Everything it, it possible to, like, be like, yeah, we're it, doing this. You have to fight that force. It requires effort to not succumb to the force right. of attraction. Exactly. So it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, that's where we were. So my dad, he sat down and he had the conversation with us. It was great. And then a week later from us being official, we were actually helping set up somebody's wedding. And we were supposed to go on a hike. Is but we only didn't... a week later? It was only a week later. Oh, gosh. Well, here's the thing. It shows you the strength of my resolve. Well, yeah. But, but you, well... We'll we'll get through wedding day <laughs> today. Um, so we went and we helped set up for a wedding. We ironed like seventy or eighty like yeah, chair so covers, and we were we gone thought all there day. would be like a bunch of. This was a friend of ours in the YSA, and it kind of was given the impression several people would be coming to help. Which there was later in the evening. Her family came. Did the oh yeah. But that was after but kind of when we got there at the time we'd been told to get there. Right. It was us, the couple, and, and like two other people. I think well, Jessica Goss, one of my good friends who actually did my hair for our wedding. Um, she was there and then like one other person was there. Yeah. Yeah. And so and I think a couple more people did show up mm-hmm. within like thirty minutes, maybe an hour. Right. And then like you said, a bunch of their family got there that evening. But well, and it was more. Kind we of thought like it late would be afternoon. right. We thought it would be a oh yeah, we go and help for an hour, and yeah. do we get a lot done and whatever. And so we'd planned. I'd planned a date with Cher that we were going to go hiking later that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so I think we'd already planned the date, and then we kind of rearranged the time when we found out they needed help with this wedding. So we're like, okay, we got to go. Yeah, and we, we had. They were still working, but we're like, we made plans and if we don't leave now we're not going to be well able to and it's do... not like we didn't do anything we oh, literally did we literally we did all the chair covers yeah. and tied all the ribbons and i tied all the ribbons because i was anal about it and i wanted to make sure that they looked really pretty for their wedding and i was not good at it and so um so nathaniel would continue like ironing the covers and i would like tie and make the bows i feel like, like i ribbon. ironed the ribbon too 
Yes, that's what I think it took both of us to do the chair covers, but I was ironing the ribbon before you tied it. Right, exactly. So after we um after we did all that and everything, we went on a hike or whatever, and I was not I'm not like a real outdoorsy person. I'm just not. And she pretended when we were dating though. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that it's like if you wanted wanted to go do stuff, I was like, I will go do stuff with you. And and everything. That hike was probably the only real outdoorsy thing we did, but Yeah, so um but I also since being married, we haven't really done very many outdoorsy things. Just No, we haven't. And I mean, that's there's not a lot like... of reasons for that, but Yeah. Um Anyway, so we went hiking and there's like we there's the normal trail and then there's like this little branch of the trail that you can go up and then come back down. But it's like you go to the tallest peak. Yeah. And we got to the top of that and it was sunset and it ended up being perfect timing. And then Nathaniel's like, I right, have a gift for you. Because <laughs> I'd so I'd predetermined in my mind that at this point our relationship was serious enough that I felt comfortable kissing her. And so the reason I planned this particular hike was I wanted to climb to the top of this this hill. It's not really a peak, but it's it's a pretty high hill, um, at least as far as it's pretty steep. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kiss her at the top of that. And so <laughs> I was getting, I didn't, I don't know that I showed it, but I was a little impatient that the whole wedding thing took so long because I don't know that you did <laughs> because I was like, I have plans. Like <laughs> this is gonna You're totally like, screw I, everything up. I planned this really romantic evening for her and everything, and you guys are gonna ruin it. <laughs> well, and ultimately, it worked out better than I could have planned because we reached the top right at sunset. Literally, like we were walking. Like, down. It was perfect. Yeah, when we, we ended up walking down almost in the dark. Right, like at the end, we had to turn on yeah flashlights. our flashlights on our phones so yeah so you went so we got to the top and everything i was a little bit like it's i wasn't extremely unfit or something like that i just wasn't like in hiking well and it, it was a lot steeper than i i thought it was gonna be well and especially like that last part yeah whatever it's just like the and whole I, thing i don't ended think up being i drank enough than, water yeah in preparation and everything so it's like it wasn't like I was like, I'm like this fat person. I am a little bit chubby now. Um, but then I was a lot, like, it wasn't like I was a drag or whatever. Right, kind of no. Um, so, yeah, so we went, we got to the top and everything, and you said, you said, I have a gift for you. And I knew, like, in my head, I was like, he's going to kiss me. And so you said, but you have to close your eyes. And <laughs> so then... <laughs> You put on chapstick, which is the, one of the only times I've ever seen you put chapstick on ever because you hate chapstick. I do with a passion. Like with a deep passion. Any, I hate lotion. I hate chapstick. I just hate the feel of anything on my skin, on my lips. Like, yes. And it just feels greasy. It feels gross. I hate it. I can't take it. Yeah, so you put on chapstick. That's one of the only times I've ever seen you put chapstick Your eyes on. were supposed to be closed. I know they were, but I like... <laughs> So here's the thing. I saw the only reason. Actually, I don't know that I. I think you I really, felt it more than you. I think it's, I didn't think you had opened your eyes. Like right before you got to my face. Mm. Like my eyes were just like it was kind of one of those things where it was like your eyes like peep open and you're like, oh, close. My my eyes need to be closed. Right. Um. It was one of those instances. <laughs> and so I. Yeah. So my eyes briefly opened, but your eyes were already closed. Gotcha. And so you didn't know that mine opened. 
Gotcha. And then you kissed me. And I was, and was like, like, the worst kiss ever. Worst kiss ever. <laughs> and I was like, man, kissing sucks compared to what I thought it did. So then we tried again and it was a lot better. Um, well, <laughs> it still wasn't fantastic, but it was a lot better than the first one. We didn't kiss again on the top of the thing, did we? Yeah, we did. So there's like the first kind of try, <laughs> and then we had like a kiss. Okay, okay. So it's like he missed his target. <laughs> um, I mean, I hit your lips, but it was not. It wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, it it really it really sucked. And then we tried again, and at least with both of us trying, it it at least accomplished more like a kiss. It was it was better, but it wasn't great. It was no. one of those things where it was like I. Shocker, kissing takes practice. Yeah, I was like, man, the first kiss Movies is... make it look so easy. Well, and uh, the first kiss is just stupid. Everybody just makes it out to be this like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. I guess the first kiss might be good if one of the two knows what they're doing. Right. Well, I don't know. But then I, it's not nearly as special. I was expecting like fireworks. Fireworks. Like in my, not like fireworks, but like a firework feeling. Right. Like, oh my gosh, well, it's it's, awesome. it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like when I see you or I was around you, I was right. excited. Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling I was anticipating. Not right. like. And that was not the case. That was the not the case. Kiss. And that was just, it was weird to me that even like in all of my physical attractedness to you, that there wasn't that. Right. And so I was kind of like, meh. Kissing is whatever. We got over that pretty quick. Yeah, we did. Um, And so, yeah, anyways, so we, um, so we, yeah, so we had our first kiss and it was, it was a cute first kiss and you put a lot into it. And I think that what is most cute about that experience and what I remember the most is the effort you put into it. Not necessarily the kiss kind of a thing. It's like the kiss was whatever. It was that you took the time and you dedicated, like you made it special even if the kiss itself wasn't special right. or wasn't like all I made it something been... that might have otherwise been forgettable into an occasion. Right, exactly. So like if we'd kissed that first night we were dating, we officially were dating, how lame would our memory of that kiss be probably? Right, exactly. But like the entire day had kind of built up to that moment. Right. So, yeah, so then Really, the next, like, month and a half is kind of a blur. Like, it doesn't really take that long to tell the story of, like, the next couple weeks. So, like, three – it was, like, three weeks after we – Yeah, Well, no, no, Sorry. Yeah, so three and a half weeks after we officially started dating, so two and a half weeks after our first kiss, Mm -hmm. we were engaged. And that actually, there is some funny stuff to that or whatever. So, like, in that interim, you didn't have money to buy no. <laughs> anything. And you had started, you did start working I started at Olive work, Garden. I had, I mean, I just got back in December. This is January, middle of January. So, like, finding a job over nobody, Christmas. Yeah, nobody, nobody is really actively hiring over Christmas. Even if they were, I wasn't interested in pursuing a job real passionately at that point because i wanted to spend the holidays with family when i knew they were going to be home right um and so that being said the like january 2nd i went out to olive garden where i'd applied before to see if they'd gotten my application everything ended up getting hired there like right away yeah um so i'd been working at olive garden for almost for just over or almost a month at this point yeah and i remember actually the night that you sent me a picture 
I'd be like, here I am in my uniform. And I was just kind of like, he is so fine. And she it just thinks like, I look sexy in black. <laughs> you do. Um, and that was something that I kind of always thought. I was like, whenever you got dressed up to go to work or whatever, and you like did your hair. And especially if you had like just had a haircut mm-hmm. and everything, it was just like, you just looked very fine. And it was just beautiful. Um, so, but you did not have a ring. And no, nor did I have any kind of money to buy one. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, you're broke and I'm broke. And I wasn't really broke. I did actually, I had quite a bit of money in savings, mm-hmm. but I was not interested in spending that money on a. Neither of us, I mean, it almost sounds bad saying it this way, but neither of us cared that much about the ring. No. Yeah. Neither of us did. I, I was like, I would like something pretty to put on my finger. Right. But it does not like, have to be expensive. You wanted a ring and you right. wanted something that was going to look nice. But Well, and I think looking back on it now, like if, if we'd realized what was on Amazon, you probably would have just gotten something from Amazon. Um, probably. Maybe. Well, when we did go and buy Walmart rings, I would have probably bought something off Amazon instead. Right. Um, but that first time around, my sister, just younger than me, she has... Um, she had this ring that she'd gotten from a youth activity that was in the top of a cupcake. And it was like a cheap 50 cent ring. That... But it was like silver and it had a jewel, like a diamond-esque jewel. Yeah, but it was one of those rings where it's like it pulls apart at the base so that it yeah, can fit so you can different it. size rings. There are different size fingers. And like that's how cheap it was. And um, so... She was trying to figure out how to get the ring to Nathaniel, and she said it was kind of like Mission Impossible style, like slipping the ring to you. You were over for dinner one time, and she like yeah. slipped the ring to you. When you're leaving out the part where you were impatient to get engaged. I was, because here's the thing. is like we were, we were like going to get married. And for all our initial it. questioning, we very quickly got over that, and we're like, okay, this is inevitable. Right, exactly. We were just like, wait, we're getting married. Um and so I was like, yeah, like, let's just get this. Let's just get, get married, you know? And, um, so there was one day where we're sitting on the ground in my, uh, not the ground, sorry, the floor in the front room in the piano room of your parents' house. And I said, I said something like, well, if, and when we get married. And I was like, you know what? We were just talking about, it. I was like, I'm just tired of saying if. Mike, is this really going to be a thing? And we had that discussion. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I think uh, there is no if. I think that we are getting married. And I was like, well, then all that's left is for you to marry me. And then to you propose said, to you. Oh, do, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's what I meant to propose to me. And you said. I said something along the lines of, you're right, but timing is everything. Just ask a musician. And I was about to argue with him before he said that, just ask a musician. And I just about punched you in the face because... Because <laughs> I pi- found the one argument that you couldn't dispute. I couldn't because I'm a piano teacher and I have been doing music my entire life. And so I was like, this is so dumb. And I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> I told my parents after and everything. I was like, this is what's going on. And they're just like, oh, we got you good <laughs> and everything. Anyway, so they're like, just be patient. And everything. And so, but I went in and I told him, I was like, I'm basically engaged. Right. And and they're like, oh my gosh. You know, kind of like, they're just ex- as excited and everything. Because I'm, 
you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, no matter if it's your first or your second child getting engaged or married or whatever, and I happened to be the first, um, but it's always exciting because it's right. like seeing them go through that journey and fall in love and go through that. Like, I don't think it's kind of like every single time you have a child, it's still just as exciting right. kind of a thing. It's just like, oh, you never are not excited. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just an exciting experience. Yeah. And so I think like I was the first, but like, I remember my sisters were kind of asking, they're like, will people still like, will people still be excited when we have kids and when we get married? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, yeah. duh. There's going to be other people who are still just as excited. And there's going to be the people like you are always excited for people. Right. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, just because you're excited for one person doesn't mean that you're not excited for another person. Right. There's certain things in life that never are stale. Right. They never just, not exciting. They always have like an intrinsic, exciting, like right. excitement to them. Whatever. Anyways, so my parents were very excited and they're like, oh my goodness. And so we had been starting to go to the temple every single week together. Yeah, to I'd been trying to – I'd pretty much – up to that point, I'd gone every week since I'd been home from my mission. Yeah. And so we'd started going together just the last couple weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that week, we were going to the Gilbert Temple, which everybody loves the Gilbert Temple. I have nothing against the Gilbert Temple. Um, It is not – my temple though (laughs) as far as the one that i just love and adore i love the phoenix temple just because that's where i did um the phoenix temple celebration and that was just a big part of like my teenagehood i guess you could say and it was also more my style i guess you Mm -hmm. could say the gilbert temple is a very like beautiful beautiful temple and it's just kind of it's a little bit more like flashy as far as temples go right no temple is really flashy no yeah but um like its chandeliers were like a little bit more grand and you know that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. whereas the phoenix temple was just just more simple yeah very simple and like still very very beautiful but like beautifully simple if that makes sense so um but we were going to the gilbert temple and like, cause I had never been to do baptisms for the dead and you're like, oh, well let's go to the Gilbert temple. And little did you know, little did, well, I did know I was pretty sure. Um, so I, the, the reason realistically, the reason I suggested it was cause that was where I wanted to propose to you. Right. And so it, it has really pretty grounds. It does have really pretty grounds. Yeah. Like, and um, I think that has like more to do with like the Gilbert area. Yeah, just has, it does. Has more, more grounds to do stuff with. Yep. And everything. Anyways, so we get there and I had forgotten to bring my temple recommend, uh, and so we had to call the bishop and everything. We had to like do a bunch of stuff to make sure that I was okay to go right. in the temple and blah blah blah. But before we did that, you're like, well. Because we were like, well, do we want to walk around now or do we want to walk around after? And that kind of just sealed the deal for walking around before. Right. And at least in my mind. Yeah. And so you were kind of like, okay, well, let's just walk around now. And then we walked around and there's this part where it has like these beautiful fountains and everything. And um, I just remember you telling me something about like, you're just like, you're just 
an amazing woman and, you know, just like kind of saying these beautiful, wonderful things. I cannot honestly remember what you said. All I remember is this like you were just like telling me all the reasons why you loved me, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you got down on one knee and you said, Cher Cosman, will you marry me? And I was just kind of like, yes. And I was just so happy. Some people cry. I did not cry. I was just so happy that I was like, I I just could not cry. Right. It it wasn't that I had no tears or, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. It just wasn't a time where I would cry. Anyway, anyway, so then we went in, we figured it out. We got in the temple, we did baptisms for the dead and told like, I felt like anybody I could tell that was not that where it wasn't like weird that I was telling them. Right. I was just like, we're engaged. And she, they're just like, oh, we're so excited for you. And basically like a bunch of little old ladies work in the temple. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're just like, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> and um, it's just basically, basically that whole vibe. And so then you were able to like do the baptisms and all that kind of stuff or whatever. Anyways. And then, uh, then we went back to your house. I think. And I changed. Yeah. I honestly, I don't remember what happened after that. I think we did. We went back to my, your parents house and we told them and they, your mom, well, we told your mom (laughs) and the other people there and they congratulated us. And then we called and told my parents and my dad's like, I'm so excited for you. And my mom was like, I'm so excited for you. I love you. And uh, then we posted on Facebook. And then everybody was like, yay for you. <laughs> um, yep. Anyways, so yeah. So it was just kind of like rejoicing and all the things. And then from that day, we were originally planning on getting married in May. Yeah. And then there were some things that came up. And it just felt, it felt wrong. Honestly, like, I don't know how to explain it to me. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it just felt like that was not like we weren't supposed to wait. Right. Just felt like in the end that was going to be too long. And just for whatever reason, it wasn't going to end up being good. It's not even like there was really much for us to wait for. Cause in the end, in the end we weren't doing a reception right? and everything. Um, but there were some, some other things that were kind of, that put stress on, like, like my family wasn't, didn't really have a crazy schedule just because that's never been the way my family is. Right. And everything. But your parents were in the middle of the Mesa pageant and that was really stressful. So it was just kind of being able to work things out with your parents and everything. And it wasn't like that was, they, they were not a problem. If that right. Makes sense. It was just, it, just... it was just getting on the same page. Right. And I think in every getting married situation you're always going to deal with there's going to be some pages that have to be turned right exactly and so it's like it's not that turning pages is never comfortable right exactly well and it's it's one of those things where um sometimes it like especially in the planning of a wedding sometimes things happen or don't happen rather like either somebody means to communicate with somebody else and like it doesn't happen and right. then because of that, there's more miscommunication and different right. things like that. And so there's frustration. And... and I think that there's always that. And so we did have a little bit of that in the process of just planning things. Right. 
Um, Wedding planning, man. Yeah. <laughs> sort of rough. I don't rough ever want to do that again. Um, and so that was kind of like we had some of that. And I honestly, I'm, I'm glad that we had it because it was able to, um, it pushed us together more. Right. Where we were like, we were more unified on a front, on the front. But then we were also more dedicated to our families as well. Right. Like, we love our families and we want to, while this day, like, like we have to do these certain things now because this is what makes sense for us. We also will sacrifice and on other fronts so that we can make sure to still be there for our families because right. we love them. And so, and that's been one thing that I feel like, especially our moms, like, and, and especially your mom in particular, your mom has been really, really sweet. Like she often will be like, thank you so much for coming over and taking right. the time. And it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like you, as we're doing it, I don't think about it right? as like a sacrifice or like a, you know, yeah, a thing because we just go over to the house every Sunday or we just do things because like it's family. Right. But it's like, she's like, thank you for taking the time out. Right. And she like makes it a point to really thank us and everything. And then like my mom also does that as well. Like, thank you for coming over and thank you for bringing the kids over and like, because now we have kids and <laughs> and grandkids are fun and everything. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I think that because of those experiences, it made me in particular more dedicated to being in touch with your family. Right. Because I think sometimes what happens is people are really in touch with like the bride's family. Because because right. the bride is usually really in touch with their family already because women are just <laughs> more so more so attached and everything. Um not all the time, but but it's easier to keep in contact. Right. Right. And so sometimes sometimes the husband's side, the groom's side gets a little bit forgotten and so it's important to to still give that time. And I think because of kind of the, the because we were able to have discussions before we got married that set us up for more success in the future if that makes sense yeah so yeah so like it was kind of rocky but from the point from the day that we got engaged to the day we got married it was five and a half weeks yep and um because we got engaged on a tuesday and we got married on a friday right and so um, so I think it was like February 3rd or 2nd or 3rd that we got engaged and March 11th that we got married, Yep. which ended up being 100 days to the day that you walked off the plane. Yep. So. Which is pretty dang crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, and so, yeah, so it was like, and it was a small wedding. Yeah. Like, like, it, I feel like in the temple things are already pretty small. Yeah. Um, but. It was all, it was even smaller because we really just had family there. Yeah. And it was really. There was a handful of friends. But yeah, it was, but they were like very really, minimal, really, really close friends. friends. Like um, Courtney was there and Jessica was there. She came and then like my piano teacher came. Um, and Kathy and Larry were there. And Kathy and Larry were there. And so it was like really like poignant people who had like really shaped us yeah um or were like really 
important to us at the time. Um, anyways, so, it, but it was a really good day. And there are things that like, I wish that maybe we had done a little bit differently, but as far as like the overall, yeah, but as far as the overall feeling and everything, like I am happy with the way that it turned out and I'm glad that everybody that was there was there. Right. And everything. I, neither of my brothers were able to come because they lived in Utah. Two of my brothers missed it. Yeah, because Colin was on a mission and Lee was in Spain. Lee was in Spain, yeah. Um, on a trip and everything. So, um, but honestly, if I, things that we couldn't have known, couldn't have known then, the things that I know now, I can see why it was important that we got married over spring break. Because right. honestly, it has been such a blessing because basically while you've been going to school, we got married <laughs> um, the Friday before spring break. And basically every um, every year since then, our wedding, our anniversary has taken place during spring break or very close, like or the weekend. Or the weekend before. Weekend before. And that's, it seems stupid, but it's been super important for us to have that time. Right. And it has been such a blessing to be able to, especially where we weren't really good at dating, like going on dates before. Aren't very good at Aren't dating. Aren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, hence why we started this podcast. <laughs> this is our date night, folks. This is our date night. Um, Welcome to date night with the rights. Um, yeah. We share all our secrets. Um, anyways. Not all of them. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where I feel like it's... Um, it's re- it was really, really good. And um, also because of where it's fallen, like the, the time we were able to have before getting pregnant with Simeon and all those kinds of things. Looking back on it now, it's like, okay, I can see why we were supposed to get married when we did. Right. But at the time, like it didn't really make more sense. Right. Right. Like as opposed to getting married in May when we had originally planned it. So. Right. Anyways, so we got to, um, so like the week before we got married, I went through and, um, received my endowment, which is something that we do in the church. And it was a very special experience. And I just remember having this overwhelming feeling of joy and just like, like, yes, like victory almost. Uh And just like this rejoicing of like my my ancestors on the other side that were just like waiting there for me right kind of a thing um and then the week that we got married i think the day before we got married we went and we did ceilings so after ceilings then we went and bought our car and that was exciting that was so weird like making it was so weird like it was like oh my gosh we're actually have to make this decision ourselves yeah and it was just like the first major major decision we'd had to make i like like uh, beyond aside from getting being, married beyond getting married i just remember sitting in that car and i was just like this is it and just loving the car which is funny because we don't now it's not that i don't love it it's just like it had like this magical feel to it as yeah. opposed to like we had driven other cars and it was just it just felt like that was the car right and then like the places that it took us afterward like we've taken that car on so many road trips and to so many places and it's just it's been kind of like 
our chariot, I guess right. you could say. Our magic carpet. Our magic carpet. And so like it was kind of, and we knew we were going to be taking a lot of trips that summer. Right. Because there was going to be family reunions and your friend was getting married and all this kind of stuff. And so it was just like, it was going to be so exciting, you know, right. kind of everything. Anyways, so we went, we bought the car and then you had work. And so I had to. Oh, yeah. Um, I just remember dropping you off. I, we went back to my parents' house and we, um, we went back. My dad took a picture of us and he was just like the kids with their first car kind of a thing or whatever. And, um, that was super exciting. And then I had to drive you back to the steak center or not the steak center, the YSA ward thing. Cause I think you'd actually picked me up from class. And everything, but I had I had to drop you off yeah, at your car. Must have. Yeah. And I remember getting in the car and driving away and just having this feeling of like, we made it, kind of a thing. Because it was one of those things where it's like, we had like resisted. Right. Like all the between urges. now and getting married the next morning, there was not a lot of time to screw up. Yeah. Well, I since mean, we weren't was... going to see each other until the next morning. Yeah, because you were going to be working and I was going to be doing homework and all kinds of stuff. Or whatever. We were, just weren't going to be around each other. Anyways, so that's kind of how that night ended and just kind of like this feeling of like, we did it. And I, I People actually... People at work couldn't believe I was working the night before I was getting married. I know. They I... also couldn't believe I was getting married, but that was a different issue. People also couldn't believe like that I was going to school the day before I got married. And I was just kind of like, you do what you have to do and right? everything. Well, and the other thing is, is that like our... We made sure that our wedding day was about the covenant that we were making with each other and with right. God. Yeah, we didn't have any receptions or anything that day. That was one of the big things that All I... All we had was the ceremony. And then, like, the next week we had a open house. It was house. three weeks later. Was it three weeks? I just couldn't... I couldn't remember. Um, It was, like, two and a half... Yeah, three weeks. I think it was No, I weeks. think you're right. Three weeks sounds right. Um... We, but we really wanted to focus on the covenant that we were making with God. And, um, I, for one, did not want to be spending, like, I didn't want to be partying. I was already exhausted from the week. And so I just wanted to go and rest and chill out and not have to worry about doing anything, uh, which is what we did. <laughs> we just didn't do anything. <laughs> that was our honeymoon. Yeah. The, <laughs> and so... Um, and like, we'll get to that next week or whatever, but just kind of like this feeling of like, we made it. We're safe. That's where we'll end it tonight and everything. Um, and we will pick up next week. With the wedding itself. With the wedding itself. And, uh, so thanks again for joining us and everything. Um, I'll enjoy hanging out with you virtually. And uh, again, thank you to score one studios for sponsoring this podcast. Couldn't recommend them more. Highly recommended and everything. And again, their links will be in the description below. Yep. So until next time, keep, keep drinking. drinking.